everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better. Even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing. And make your business. I can't believe I said that. Internet marketing. Online marketing. Social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I've got a couple of incredible guests because today we're going to be talking about communicating with our younger selves. So we're going to be talking to a couple of people today, but the main person of this call and the content that we're going to be talking about is Kathleen Hessert from... We are Gen Z. So Kathleen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you for having us. And we have another guest with us. Her name is Krista Hasso. Krista, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Good. So we've got the teacher and we've got the student. Wax on, wax off. That's the way I'm looking at this podcast. (laughs) I have to tell you, though, Brian, I learn as much or more from Krista and the other kids in our teen think tank than they could ever learn from me. And that's what's so exciting. And I'm with you 110%. I always say when you teach, you learn twice. And it's, yeah, it's just, you're going to learn so much from the insight. And I have a prediction. My prediction is that Gen Z is going to change the world. I believe that they communicate better and clearer and faster than I could have ever done at their age. I mean, it's just amazing what they're doing right now. Would you agree, Kathleen? There's no doubt about it. In fact, I'd go one step further and I'd say, Brian, they already have changed the world. They've changed the way we consume information, the way we share information and distribute it. They even changed the way um, our economy is going and making it more of a token economy. Ask any teenager when the last time they ever walked into an actual brick and mortar bank instead of using Venmo or PayPal or, or Zelle or one of those others. They've changed everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's dive right in. The first thing I want to know, Kathleen, is your backstory. You have such an incredible history. I mean, everything from ESPN, worked with so many celebrities. Just give us kind of a quick overview of how you went from being a sportscaster to where you are today working with Gen Z. Yeah, actually, I was a newscaster. I wasn't even in sports, but my brother was a championship race car driver, and he sounded like an idiot when he was being interviewed after he won. And I'm like, ooh, there's a need here. And uh, so I took my business, and and very quickly, it was consumed by sports and entertainment. So I laugh. At one time, I say my clients ranged from P. Diddy to the Pope at the same time, you know, or WWE and and the Rockettes. Fun background, but part of what I did first in the media and then early on in my business was connect dots, um, see where, uh, you know, what was next, because uh, I did a lot of crisis management in the sports and entertainment field, and I would look at it and I'd say, you know, if you are focused on what's happening today, you are missing what's next because you're going to be ill-prepared for tomorrow, and in In living that mantra, I realized in everything that I was reading and seeing and hearing that brands were still focused on millennials. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. if you haven't gotten them by now, you're never going to get them. And you need to be looking at 
Gen Z, which is the generation born after 1995 and before 2011. So think of them ostensibly as they're 9 to 22 years old. Uh, big range, but that's the generation that has changed this world. So the question I've got for you, and then after that, maybe Christelle, I'll ask you another question along these lines, but why does Gen Z matter? Why would it matter to small businesses? Because they're young. They don't have a lot of influence. They're not buying houses. They're not buying cars. I mean, what what is it that's important about them that we need to think about? Wow. And that is such a wrong assumption on the part of most people, because mm -hmm. Gen Z right now in the United States spends $44 billion a year, not million, billion. Wow. If the if the average Gen Z or we call them Zers in, in our if if they they have an actual spend of $16 and change a week, whether it be in part-time job, you know, minimum wage, allowance, whatever. But that's the average. And they influence $600 billion a year. So you think they don't have money. Well, frankly, there are kids who are ordering all kinds of things because of Alexa, you know, and they may be five years old in our household. But intentionally, what happens is uh, parents don't go out and buy a car if they can't fit all the soccer gear and the kids in the car. So the kids influence what car is bought. The kids influence the technology that's put into the house. Why? Because the kids are the ones who can use it and can teach the parents how to use it. Um, they also, I mean, no parent would buy food in the house that their kids wouldn't eat. So when you talk about influence, they influence $600 billion a year right now. But even more important than all of that is by the year 2020. So in two years, they will make up 40% of the United States population. That's almost half of the population. So we better learn what their lingo is. We better learn what drives them, what turns them off. As, as a society, as a marketplace, where they go, we go, and we better learn how to adapt to that, or we're going to be left behind. See, that's amazing. And that is something that I never thought about. It's not so much that, you know, because we're always thinking of the almighty dollar. It's like, if they don't have dollars, we don't want to talk to them. But what you're saying makes so much sense is they influence the spending of dollars more than they actually make and spend the dollars. That is huge. So the question now is for Krista. Krista, what is important to you? What are some of the values that you have? Is it the environment? Is it communication? What What's important? What What kind of things do you focus on? Yeah, so one of the things that um, I personally focus on um, is the environment and just um, um, social and political events. Um, my family with my history, um, you know, we are a Mexican-American family and, you know, just having a thriving culture and and protecting our environment kind of goes something deeper than just um, our culture but as a human um, as our human responsibility it is it's important so that's one of the things that you know drives uh, drives our generation about how we how we spend our money you know um, we want to like Kathleen said we really do want to change the world and it's more than just something that we speak about but it's something that um, really holds true and is a true driving force for what we have. So, I mean, it goes 
towards, you know, with that kind of values in mind, it helps it helps us figure out how we want to spend our money, um, you know, on ethical and um, environmental friendly products. But I want to make a point here, Brian. One mm-hmm. thing that is so remarkably different about Gen Z than millennials, for instance, is that they're much more individualistic. So it's it was hard for the marketplace to figure out how do they get, how do they package and get to uh, and market to millennials. It's even harder for Gen Z because they are such individuals. And it, it may be social justice and environment that's driving Krista, but that's not everybody in that generation. And it's really interesting that uh, that you'll find these different pockets of interest. Music is a thread that goes throughout the entire generation. They live. It's it's part of the threads of, of their life. Uh, I would say that technology clearly is because they were born into a world that that you know, they didn't know what it was like not to have the internet. So the way they learn, the way they they gain information is very different than the way I did when I grew up because they could Google anything or Instagram anything and get to what they want. And so they ask the word why. And a lot of adults look at that as very rude, but they don't mean it in a rude way at all. It's that the context that they have is a very global, inclusive context because of the world that they have grown up in. And so mm-hmm. they're always looking for that context and how to literally um, embrace everything in a very different way. Very cool and makes total sense. Now, let me ask both of you a question. I'm going to start with Krista and Kathleen. You can kind of fill in some of the gaps. What what are you consuming that's helping you make decisions? In other words, is it strictly Instagram? Is it YouTube? Because I'm assuming you're not sitting down and watching the TV or reading a newspaper. <laughs> um, I'm assuming, have you ever held a newspaper? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like, what? what is, where are you getting your information? And, and this is probably the most important question I'm going to ask this entire time. How do you define trust? How do you say that this is something that I trust? Yes. So where I um, mainly get, you know, my news and and information from is social media. You know, primarily one of the first things that I do um, when I wake up and, you know, get ready for the day is I check Twitter and then I check Instagram. You know, I go through a whole schedule because um, that's where news is, you know, directed towards us. It's right there. You know, I don't have to turn on the TV and, and go through all the commercials and see all the things that I'm not interested in, but I can go ahead and see the topics, you know, that I am interested in, or, you know, see the headlining news right away and, and look at different sources and find more information about it. Um, so, you know, in real time, I primarily go to Twitter and see what's going on. But um, I also like to see like live events, if it's like a sports um, game or different, you know, a company that's releasing something, uh, then I'll go to Instagram and, and look at just to see um, what people are doing, especially with like the Instagram stories um, and you know, Snapchat takeovers. That's primarily where I get my information be- information because it seems so um, it seems more authentic and more relevant. And um, that's how I notice where, you know, the truth lies in and what I'm actually you know seeing is believing 
And, you know, if it's, if it's different influencers and I'll go to their YouTube page, you know, when they, when they get a new product and they want to show us more reviews, that's where I'll go um, to be able to see, you know, what is true, what, what am I going to invest my time and what am I going to invest my money in? Um, that's, it seems more relevant on social media platforms than it has been before. And it creates a platform for, um, you know, different influencers and different people for, generations like ours that you know are easily can easily access information like that instead of you know having to physically go into a store and ask the um, seller about a specific product when I can just have it ready to go in my hands so accessibility is really important here to them for without a doubt but um, two things that are important that make we are Gen Z so different number one is we do actual research, original research. We do 10 surveys a year to um, about a a thousand teenagers. So we get it's relevant, it's new, et cetera. And, uh, And the second one is that everything that we're doing is, is emanating grassroots from these kids. So we do, we did a survey on where they got their information and, and what they trusted. And in that survey last February that we conducted, uh, they said that they trust traditional media more in general, but they don't but they get most of their information and news from social media. Why? Because the traditional media is not as accessible to them, which is something that that Krista just mentioned. So um, the surveys that that we do range from we're going to do one starting in, in October on how they're going to spend their money for the holidays, how many people they're going to buy for, whether they'll get it from big box stores, whether advertising will will sway them or whether it's the immediate sale that's going to make the difference. Uh, so so go to our website, wearegenz.com. The R is the letter R, not A-R-E. And you can see the results of all these surveys that we put up there in great infographics that can help you better understand the passions and the engagement that these kids uh, have and how it affects you, whether you're a small business or, or a major brand like Adobe and some of the others that we work with. Okay, I've got a couple more questions for you. So way back in my day, it was Valley Girl speak. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, that's what you communicated to him because they understood, you know. And so how do old folks like myself um, communicate <laughs> with kids um, in a way that they want to be communicated to? Because one of the foundations that I always talk about is you need to communicate with your audience, number one, where they're listening, but also more importantly, the way they want to be communicated to. So what is the context, Kathleen, that we need to be speaking to these kids in order to get their attention? Because, you know, it sounds almost uber complicated, like you got to create a sales funnel or you put something on Twitter and then you drive them to Instagram. And then after you get them to Instagram, you measure it with this social platform, you get them to YouTube and the influencer does this. I mean, you know, it's not quite that sophisticated, right? It's more about... No, no, no. 
Yeah. And, and authenticity is at the core of everything. So if it, it, just so you know, the word cool is not cool anymore mm. <laughs> when we're talking Gen Z and go to our website and there's a whole uh, or to our Instagram and we have a whole infographic on what is what is hot and what is not in terms of lingo. Kathleen, all of a sudden I feel woke. No, 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 no. Don't, Brian. It's not cool. Nobody will believe it. It just doesn't even sound real to me. If I said that, they'd laugh in my face. So I'm like, all right, if I can't say cool, what should I say? And they gave me like three alternatives, like dope and, and lit and all this. And I, But none of it seemed authentic coming out of my mouth. So I'm <laughs> like, all right, we're going to pass on that one. Last week, I, I said, all right, we, we're launching a, a movie review that one of our, our teen think tanks is doing. And and I said, you know, make sure that you're speaking the language of Gen Z. We don't want you to go and do a movie review for a 50 year old. We want you to talk about the realities of what 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 in that movie is um, resonates with with you and why and help us understand and that's the key whether we're a small business a, a um you know major mega business we need to um listen so that we understand not listen to to be able to throw something back at them to to create a campaign but listen so we understand and when we do that they're going to come to us it is amazing. They they don't expect adults to listen to them. And when they do, and they know they're really listening and want their opinion, Gen Z is absolutely thrilled to share it. So listening authentically and, and getting to know that population is going to help any and every marketer. So the thing I think that you know, based on both of your answers, that really kind of summarizes this in a nutshell for me is the movie Black Panther. And the reason is, is because it has history. It's got politics. It's got superhero. It's got cool. It's got, um, you know, all kinds of different things. I mean, is that the kind of thing with this? It's, it's complex. You know, does that resonate with Gen Z people? Does the complexity of all that resonate? Yes, I think so. And I think that also one of the things that stood out to uh, our generation about Black Panther is that it broke the social norms. You know, it, it broke kind of the stereotypical movies and actors and actresses that we see that have come and have become more relevant um, or predominant on, you know, the cinematic screen. And now that Black Panther, it was unique. It was, you know, it was diverse. It was breaking those social norms that Gen Z is determined, you know, our generation is very diverse and we, we thrive on diversity. We, you know, we want to promote diversity as much as we can because that's one of the values that we hold true to ourselves and, you know, want the world to, um, you know, to appreciate the value of having um, a diverse society. And so that movies just like that and, you know, other movies that came out on Netflix and, and things like that, that are breaking the social norms and social norm, I guess the normal stereotypes are things that have resonated to our generation and, you know, get us more excited. Cool. I meant to say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so I got one final question for you guys. I'm going to let you tag team this, and you guys decide amongst yourselves. Talks amongst yourselves at coffee. <laughs> uh, I want to find out, in the world of Gen Z, what's hot and what's not. So, Krista, what's hot in terms of music from your perspective? Well, right now, uh, more so what's hot is... Um, Drake's new album that just came out. Um, it's a lot of hip hop and rap that's coming out. Um, people that are on tour, um, you know, with new um, releases and single like Khalid just actually personally, I'm favorite a favorite of his because he's actually from where I'm originally from, and he's he actually dedicated a song to our hometown. So what's not it, what's hot? That's what's trending right now is you know these new music releases as we're coming to fall time of the year. A lot of artists are releasing new albums and singles and we're just really excited what's not hot what's not hot is actually this um you know this beef that's going on between eminem and machine gun kelly i think that there are a lot of people that um don't really appreciate the way that some artists are you know um uh, degrading women in their songs and you know the disrespect that's coming out of there that you know our generation is not very fond of and you know we're kind of not supporting them in that way. Brian, I'd say one other thing that is is definitely hot. We're starting a what's hot, what's not trends panel. And every mm -hmm. two weeks, we're going to have 12 kids from around the country. And in fact, a couple internationals joining us to talk about the trends that are incoming and, and outgoing for brands to know and understand. But one thing that is definitely hot is brands understanding that Gen Z is not called millennial. They're not millennials. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just because they're young doesn't make them millennials. They're a generation in and of themselves. They're very different. And those brands that want to be trailblazers like Adobe and some of the others that we're working with that know that the future generation, the creators, the innovators, the kids that that are, are going to look at robotics and, and artificial intelligence as real and and relevant in their lives and not be afraid of them. These are the kinds of brands that are hot now because they're ones that recognize a new reality and that reality is being painted by Gen Z. Gotcha. I got one more question for Krista. And Krista, what do you consider to be value? So you purchase something and you feel like, you know, I spent $10, $5 on something, you know, do you find value in a Starbucks coffee or Dunkin' Donuts? Do you find value in a brand's position on the environment? What, what do you value when you, you're making purchases? Yeah, so one of the top things that I value is obviously environment and um, ethically made products and companies. So, you know, for example, it changes the way that I view on um, the way you know, I, I buy my coffee, like for a long time, there was, you know, Starbucks is going through um, kind of their, their a little bit of crisis of on um, things that remarks that um, some of their executive boards were saying. Um, so that kind of strayed my way from the company for a little bit, you know, and then I, I went, I had to find a different coffee provider, but um, I personally look for companies, you know, that are authentic and that are true. You know, they can send me an advertisement, um, that is very plain and simple and you know it's not you know the most high quality or it's not um the most elaborate with a bunch of celebrity influencers but it's very real and authentic and true um that kind of helps me gain my trust in their and in, in buying their product and being more loyal actually to buying their product 
um, as opposed to other companies that, you know, um, are, are very, try to hide as much as they can about, you know, what is, what their products are being made of. See, the thing that I find most interesting about what you just said was the fact that you're paying attention to what the management of the company mm -hmm. says and does, uh, where most people, you know, just see them sitting in their Eiffel Tower hidden behind the golden staircase and don't pay any attention to that. But the Gen Z side seems to really want to pay attention to are they are they talking the talk and walking the walk from the top on down? So you want to hear from the owners or the the CEOs or stuff like that. You want to find out what they really stand for and not just pay attention to the advertising, right? Oh, absolutely. It it changes the way that um, I would look at the company itself because you know if a company is not, it's like an apple. If the apple isn't good down to its core, then it's no use to me. You know, it's not. I won't find any value in it. But if there is a company that I can wholeheartedly, you know, support and stand by their beliefs and their values, I'm more inclined to go to that company time after time um, because I know that from the top down, they all have the same common goal. You know, they're they're very authentic. They're very real. And they support the values and beliefs that I hold true to myself, you know, so it's it's I do enjoy um, and I think our generation has been paying more attention because things like this, you know, are are what's going to help change the world and make things better. You know, if we're just ignoring or we're not paying attention to crucial moments and crucial people in in high top tier companies, then then what's the whole point? Well put. So Kathleen, this has been just incredible. I mean, it, it's a great perspective and I love the fact that you brought Chris on, but I'm sure my audience is gonna wanna learn more about Gen Z and the kind of data that you've been able to collect. How do they do that? What's the best way for them to do that? So we are GenZ.com. We, the letter R, GenZ.com, has ways for brands as well as teens to get involved with us. One of the ways that brands can get involved is we do this ongoing original research, but we also create custom research for brands. So the Carolina Panthers it, here in Charlotte, they've been wonderful. We did a sports and entertainment survey in last May, we had 699 teens respond to it. And that was the foundation for the research. But then we went in to the Panthers with 24 kids and spent a half a day having a new age focus group so that the people at the Panthers could really understand how they could get young people to not just come to their games or buy their merchandise, but advocate on behalf of them so that, that the team itself um, and the NFL could build the, this young fan base. So we work with custom research and we do advisory panels for for clients of actual Gen Z kids, we speak both myself and and often um, the young people are going to be speaking with me on stage. So you can hire us to speak. We're going to be speaking at the global uh, marketing conference for Adobe 
and we're going to have, they said, bring three or four of your kids and moderate a panel and just help us absorb what really drives these kids. What's going to make them want to choose us as a company or to buy our products or what what is going to resonate? What what excites them? That's the kind of thing that we can do for for organizations as well. So help you better understand this generation that's moving the world. Outstanding. So Krista first, Kathleen second, if people wanted to follow you or get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes, you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram, both at K-R-I-S-T-A, Krista, D-E-S-T-I-N-E-E, Krista Destiny. Love it. And for me, I'm constantly on Twitter at Kathleen Hessert. It's spelled like dessert with an H, Kathleen, H-E-S-S-E-R-T. And you certainly can reach out to us at askus at wearegenz.com. We'd love to talk to you. Well, Kathleen and Krista, this has been just outstanding. It's been fun and it's been enlightening. So I really appreciate both you guys coming on and dropping some sizzling hot knowledge bombs for my peeps. This has been just great information, and I hope people will follow you and continue to learn about the generation coming up. Thank you, Brian. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for today's Bacon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something today. If you did, please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep sizzling.